Welcome to Scanning School. This is session number 132. Today we're talking about trunk scanning optimization for Whistler scanners. This will be for the object-oriented scanning type of receivers. All session notes can be found online on our website at scannerschool.com slash session 132. And before we start this week's podcast, I want to thank the supporters of Scanner School. So whether you're going to scannerschool.com slash support and you're supporting us at a one-time donation by going to PayPal. Maybe you're using our Amazon links before you make a purchase on Amazon. If you're looking for new hardware, you're using our Scanner Master links. Or even if you're using Butel software, before you make that purchase, you go and use our Butel links. And our brand new eBay links, if you're looking for used equipment, your support helps keep the podcast going. I also want to thank those who help support us on Patreon. Now, Patreon is a month-over-month type of sponsorship platform. And there's three different tiers. The first tier for a buck a month, you're just help, helping to support us. And really at the Patreon takes there is we're only getting pennies on a dollar, to be honest with you. At $3 a month, you're going to get the podcast delivered to you early. You get your own private podcast feed that you can actually get the podcast as soon as it's available. At the $5 level, you not only get the $3 level, but you also get squelchy stickers mailed directly to your home. Because at $5 a month, it really equates to being about a dollar a week or a dollar per podcast is really what you're you're giving us. So again, I want to thank my Patreon supporters who are Craig Harper, Dan, Glenn Blum, Glenn Bryden, Guy Lee, Irvin Thibodeau, James Felling, Jeff Block, Jenny Taylor, John Goldenberg, Ken Newberry, Kenneth Fowler, Mark Beebe, Paul Teal, Raymond Hill, Richard Armstrong, Ronnie Bach, Sal Marandola, Scott Vorder, Signals Everywhere, Tim Mazza, Ted Glundai, and William R. Cand. Let's start the podcast. Welcome to The Scanner School, a podcast dedicated to the scanner radio hobby. Class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. Welcome to Scanner School. My name is Phil Lichtenberger. My amateur radio call sign is W2LIE. Now, if this is your first week joining us for class, let me say welcome to Scanner School. This podcast is here to teach you everything to know about the scanner radio hobby. And before we start, please remember to make sure you subscribed to the podcast by hitting the subscribe button on your podcast player or by signing up for our newsletter on the front page of our website, which is scannerschool.com. So I want to welcome you back to everybody who's been listening to our little mini-series on how to optimize your scanner for trunk tracking. Now, this will conclude the little mini-series, but I think we're going to take what we're doing in today's podcast and make it its own dedicated because this one is for Whistler users, and I think I've kind of been leaving you guys a little thin in the podcast. So I do have Whistler products. I don't really use them as often as I do my unit and stuff. I kind of do gravitate over towards those radios more than than Whistler or the GRE or the or the G uh, the Radio Shack line. But it's it's all part of the hobby, and I want to make sure that I don't leave you guys out. So again, this one is is really the first dedicated I think Whistler podcast we did. And uh, we're going to change that going forward. So I think next month we'll do another dedicated Whistler-only podcast. So going back to session 129, which was about three weeks ago, we explained how to understand the systems and group settings in your unit and scanner. And two weeks ago on session 130, we discussed how trunk systems actually work. We specifically talked about 
the multiple sites in a trunk system, how they kind of work together or independently, and why you should be aware of what sites you have in your scanner. Now, last week on session 131, we discussed how to optimize your Uniden DMA scanner for trunk tracking. As I said earlier, today it's all about Whistler, GRE, and Radio Shack using now Whistler's object orienting scanning receivers. So what radios will fall under this object-oriented scanning protocol? Well, in the Radio Shack line, this goes all the way back to the Pro 106, Pro 197, which I have one of each great radio. The Pro 18, the Pro 651, 652, and the 668. Now, just a little bit of trivia here. The 600 series in this lineup is when the numbers change from a GRE manufacturer over to Whistler. Now, in the GRE line, we've got the PSR 310, 410, 500, 600, 700, and 800. So, unfortunately, the old PSR 300s and 400s did not use the object-oriented scanning, which is really what makes the 310 and a 410 a fantastic upgrade to anybody who had a 300 and 400. Now, in the whistle lineup, we're looking at the WS1040, the 1065, the 1080, the 1088, the 1095, the 1098, and the TRX-1 and TRX-2. So again, session 130 is kind of a prerequisite to this week's podcast, but we're going to kind of go over that this week anyway. So if you haven't yet listened to that podcast, don't worry about it. We're going to cover that coming up right now. Now, if you listen to last week's podcast with the unit optimization tips, a lot of this is going to be, again, a review for you because a lot of this carries over to Whistler. So again, if you've listened to last week's podcast, just consider this a refresher on how this stuff works. So, again, starting with trunking systems and sites. Now, if you remember from 130 and last week, we talked that you can have a trunk system with multiple sites. Now, these sites can run on their own or as a large network of sites or even in simulcast. So, again, let's think of a site as a repeater. Now, this repeater will transmit the radio traffic and control channel traffic for its coverage area. But let's say we have multiple sites that cover a county. Now, if they run on their own, we can say each would be a site, right? North, south, east, west, and maybe central. Now, again, I understand this is a review of last week. Now, each site would have its own control channel and would basically be independent of one another. They would each broadcast their own talk groups with the sites, or I'm sorry, with the radios that were affiliated with that site. So only those talk groups would show up on those sites. Now, if radios were, say, on north and east, or maybe east, west, and south, then only those sites would key up with those talk groups. All right? This is something you got to remember in the back of your mind when you're programming up your trunk systems. Now, let's say as a county, though, we have all the sites. that Maybe there's multiple sites in the north, the east, the central, they're all kind of tied together. They all share the same control channel. They transmit at the same time, both with the control channels and the voice channels. Again, all together, this would be known as simulcast mode. That entire county can then operate as one large site. Now, I know I'm going a little bit fast because this is kind of a review from last week. So in my county, for example, we've got a P25 system. It has a 500 primary simulcast 
a 500 north simulcast. It now also has a 700 north and a 700 south, both simulcast, and an 800 system, a simulcast. When I program these sites into my scanner, I really only want to monitor the sites I expect to hear the talk groups that I want to listen to. Well, how come? Because every time my scanner has to lock onto a site, it takes time. It's got to grab the control channel, then figure out what talk groups that are in my scan list are active on that site. Now, if there's active talk groups on that site, great. We're going to hear them. But if not, the scanner is going to move on to the next site and then repeat the process. Now, again, we're going to talk about this and put a little dog ear in this part right here, a little bookmark, and come back to this. Because Whistler makes this a little bit unique. This is definitely different than how things work in a Udenin world, and we'll explain to it in a second. This is something that the object-oriented scanning does a great job at doing. And something I think, and I really wish, that Udenin would allow you to have as much control over your scanning thresholds as Whistler allows you to do here. So let's look at how, again, we kind of set this up here. Now, let's think about it again in my area, right? We, we've, we've already dissected the fact I've got a P25 system. It's got a 500 north, a 500 primary, uh, 700 north, 700 primary, and 800. If I'm scanning all those, that's five different layers in this system here, right? That's, that's five different sites. But as we've established last week, 700 North, South, and 800 are just broadcasting control channels. There's no need for my scanner to ever jump on those three layers. Now, if I want to listen to a water authority up on the north shore of Long Island, I need to put the 500 North system in. But for everything else, I just need the primary simulcast. So I know this in the back of my mind because I've listened to this, talk, this trunk system for a long time. I've analyzed it with Unitrunker and also with DSD+. I know what's on all the sites. Okay, I've done my homework on this one. You don't really need to go through it and do all your homework on it, but to that extent. But you definitely need to know, if you're going to optimize how your scanner is going to be receiving, what talk groups are most likely going to be on what sites. So in a Whistler scanners, these kind of work a little bit different than how you would set them up in, in Udidin, and, and it can be a head-scratcher here. If you program one site or many sites, all you need to do, especially on a Motorola Type 2 system or even on a P25, is just enter the control channel and the alternate channels into your systems. Now, if it's an LCN type of system like EDAX, DMR, LTR, we're going to again go back to this one because it's a little bit different. But the one unique setting in here as to what Whistle allows you to do is if you go into the expert settings, you can turn off and on the multi-site options. And we have three options here. Off, roam, and stationary. And these are very important because when we program in, like I just said before, when you program in your trunk site in a Whistler radio, you can actually put in every single control channel for all the sites you want to monitor into one long list. You don't break them out as independent sites as you do in the Uniden world. You just make a list and you just put the control channels and the alternate channels into the list. One big list. That's what you do here. Now, I'm going to read from Mark's scanners the definition of off, roam, and stat, which is stationary, so that I make sure 
that I've got everything correct here. So in the multi settings, the multi-site settings in your scanner, off means the scanner will find the first usable control channel in the channel list and use it to track the systems. So basically, if I were on my setup to put 500 primary as the as the first couple of channels in the list, as soon as the scanner were to hear that channel, it wouldn't even bother scanning the rest of the control channels in my list. It would hit the first one, stay there, stop, and then move on. Now in Rome, Rome is to be used, say, if you are moving around, if you're driving. The scanner will attempt to lock onto the best site it can find. The scanner will always attempt to lock onto control channels where the decoding quality is greater than your threshold high setting. Now, this threshold high is a setting you can configure in the expert settings for this trunk system. Now, it would also search for new control channels when decoding quality of a control channel drops below the threshold low. Now, if no control channels are available that meet the threshold high criteria, the scanner will seek the best control channel to use and continue checking periodically for a new control channel that meets the threshold high criteria. So this is great because now we can configure the minimum quality that we want in a control channel. We've got more control over our trunk system settings with this than we do on a Uniden scanner, which is pretty cool. Now, STAT is the third option here, and it's basically stationary, is intended to allow you to scan through all decent quality control channels while stationary. Example, while you're at home or while you're at work. So that you can hear all of the available traffic on all of the available receivable decent quality control channels, depending on your check all CC settings. Now, again, these three definitions comes from Mark Scanners. That's new dot markscanners.com. Again, we'll put a link to this in the session notes. So again, a little bit of extra control over the way that your object-oriented scanner will work. Love the fact that you can tweak the settings. It makes all the difference in the world. Now, after this quick break, we're going to talk about how to refine this even further by breaking down your scan list so that just the sites you need are active, or maybe you need more. This is what makes the Uniden product a little bit different now and not as easy to set up as its Uniden counterpart. We'll be right back. This session of Scanner School is sponsored by East Coast Pagers. Now, East Coast Pagers is one of my online companies, and we are a Unication, Apollo, and Swiss phone dealers serving the North American market. Now, if you're looking for a personal use pager or one for your department, we can get you a quote at the very best prices. So why does a company like East Coast Pagers support Scanner School? I think that every scanner reader user should at least put one pager in their collection of radios. The reason why is very simple. It frees up your scanner to just do scanning, and then you have one radio that's dedicated to your local fire activity. Now, with a pager, you can have voice storage. You can do tone outs. You can keep it silent. You can go back the next day and listen to what you've missed overnight. It's more than you can do with an out-of-the-box scanner. And with today's pagers, having multiple frequencies and even having multiple channels in a scan list, like the Unication G1 can do eight channels in a scan list. It has 64 memory channels, and out of the box, it comes with 11 minutes of stored voice 
and a desktop charger. The G2s to G5s, they do P25 Phase 1 and Phase 2 in simulcast environments with stored voice, paging on conventional NP25. Oh, and they're upgradable too to DMR Type 1 and Type 2. They are more rugged than today's consumer-based scanners. And with a pager like a Swiss phone S-Quad, you won't even realize you're wearing one. It'll help keep you informed as to what's going on in your neighborhood. So again, eastcoastpagers.com or contact me directly, phil at eastcoastpagers.com. Do you have a new scanner? You're having problems understanding how it works? Maybe you're new to the entire Home Patrol database of programming and you can't figure out Sentinel. Did you get a new SDR and you're trying to figure out how to install it? Or you want to learn how to use Unitrunker, DSD+, maybe set up a Pioware, or even just make some changes and you don't understand how this system and the equipment works? The podcast might be great for you, but maybe you need a little bit more of one-on-one help with setting something up. I'm available to do just that with you with our private tutoring sessions. You can book me online by going to scannerschool.com slash consulting for a one-hour session. And it's great because we can actually share computer screens remotely and I can guide you through step-by-step as if I was sitting right next to you. So again, book me for an hour at scannerschool.com slash consulting for your scanner radio one-on-one tutoring session. National Communications Magazine is your personal library of scanner, CB, GMRS, FRS, MURS, and two-way radio articles written by the best minds in the business over the past three decades. Your NatCom personal online access account allows you to download the newest issues of America's Hobby Radio Magazine, as well as back issues too. So visit natcommag.com to download your free sample issues and sign up today. That's natcommag.com for National Communications Magazine. Okay, so in our trunk systems, we have to put in talk group IDs or set up a wildcard. Now, the wildcard basically is an ID search mode for us Uniden people. So for an example here, we've got in the trunk system, we have police, fire, EMS, Medcom, OEM, county services. Each time the scanner goes into a control channel and locks onto a system, it's going to run through each one of those types of talk groups, right, for those things. Then what happens is it's going to either, now depending on your off, any multi-site options, right, the off, roam, or stationary, what it does next. Is it satisfied with finding a control channel, scanning through your police, fire, EMS, medcom, OEM, talk groups, and then moving on? Or is it going to then go to the next control channel in the list and do the same thing over and over again? Okay. This is where you start to either define the optimization or you start to lose the optimization in your scanner. This really is dependent on where you are and what your needs are with scanning. So remember, we need to optimize the trunk system and then set up our ROM or off or a stationary in the multi-site config to tell the scanner what we need it to do. So in the object-oriented scanning setup, what we do when we program our scanners is we make one huge list and we define our talk groups in a large list. There's no breaking them out like there is in the Uniden world. What you do is as you define a talk group, you define it and you lock it into a trunking system. Once you have it defined to a 
trunking system, you then need to go ahead and assign a system key or a scan key. So scan list is how it's what it's called in the Whistler world. But again, in my early example, if I have my P25 system here and I've got the primary simulcast and the north simulcast and the 700 simulcast and 700 north and the south and the 800, and I put in all of those control channels and I don't set my threshold settings right and I set it to be stationary and it's going to go through each one of those sites, I can, I can do that. And if that's the way I want it set up, or I can have it set up that it does the 500 primary and the 500 secondary. Great. Perfect. But what if I don't want that? What if I have a need and I only want to listen to the primary or only the north, but I also want to have these talk groups available to listen to the rest of it? Well, I'm going to have to define a secondary trunk system with just the one site or well, let's back that one up again. Let's say I want to set my radio up so that it's both set up for stationary use and roaming use. I think this is actually a better example here. I'm kind of going off script here because I think the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm realizing this would be a better case here. So we got the scanner set up. We have a threshold setting set up right. We have it set up so we're at home. It works great in stationary mode. It's going through both trunk systems or both trunk sites that I want in the same system. Well, I have to define my talk group IDs to that system. But now I want to go out and I want to drive. And maybe I'm going through the north side of, t- uh, of the county and I'm going to start losing the prim- primary simulcast for whatever reason. Well, I want my scanner in roaming mode at that point. Well, I can't really easily turn that on or turn that off without going through expert settings. If I want to set that up as a system list or a scan list, what I have to do is recreate my P25 countywide trunk system, duplicate it out, change the settings to Rome. Then I have to duplicate all my talk group IDs and then assign them once to the stationary configuration and then another time separately to the Rome configuration. And then really to optimize it, my stationary would have one scan list and my roaming would have a second scan list. That's how you would really optimize the scanner for what you needed to do. And now every time you you want to change the settings in your site, if you don't want to go through the menu settings to do it, and you want to make it easy and go through scanless, you have to duplicate that system and duplicate those trunking IDs over and over and over again in the scanner. This can be a real pain in the neck when you're doing the programming via the keypad. This is where software like Butel software make things a lot easier. Now, if you're using a TRX-1 or the 2 that use EasyScan, yeah, we're going to have issues with that one. <laughs> it's not so easy, but Butel software works great with the PSR lineup, with, with the GRE lineup and the Shack lineup and, and even the Whistle lineup with the exception of, of those EasyScan softwares. Now, again, we do have an affiliate code for Butel at scannerschool.com slash Butel. It's B-U-T-E-L. So, again, optimizing your scanner with using the object-oriented scanning is, is you have more control over when you lock onto and when you monitor the control channels. But in the end, you've got to kind of duplicate the work when you want to assign talk groups to each site. So, again, in the, in the Uniden world, you can turn the sites off and on with, with quick keys. 
You can't do that in Whistler. Now, your other option, though, is maybe set up a vScanner where you set up the scanner in one profile to be a roaming radio and another profile to be a stationary radio. And I think, again, I haven't really given the diehard Whistler GRE Radio Shack fans much love on the podcast in the last 130 episodes. So I think we're going to set aside a couple of podcasts, especially one maybe coming up next month, just to the Whistler line. And we'll go through more of like the V scanning and, and, and setting up what scanless are. I think we really need to spend the time doing that. And uh, it's it's definitely way, way overdue. So there's a couple of options there on how you can optimize your Whistler radio for trunking. So in conclusion, this is how you should probably want to set up your Whistler scanner, or I should say your object-oriented scanner by Radio Shack GRE or Whistler. One, set up a trunk system and enter the control channels that you would need. Only the control channels and the alternate control channels. Now, again, this works only for Motorola Type 2s or P25 trunk systems. If you're going to be using EDAX, LTR, or DMR, you're going to need to set up different systems for each site. And as we talked about before, duplicate or triplicate or however many times you got to do it, the torque groups, and then assign them to the different sites. You can set up those duplicates or triplicates to the same system list or scan list in the receiver, but you can't easily do the roaming and the stationary or the offsettings on a logical channel numbering type of protocol. Number two, go into the expert settings for your newly created system and define it for your multi-site needs. Again, off, roam, or stationary. Optionally, I'm going to say this is 2A, also set your threshold highs and threshold lows if you need to tweak that. Number three, if you need to set up your scanner to use different configurations of sites or even different configurations of multi-sites, you're going to need to define them as multiple trunk systems in your scanner. Number four, Add your torque groups into the scanner and define them to the sites that you need them to go to. Again, each torque group can only be defined one system. Okay, this is why if you're going to have multiple sites on the system, you have to duplicate, triplicate, etc. your torque group IDs. So that's number five here. If you have the need to define the torque groups across multiple systems in the scanner, you're going to have to duplicate the IDs. And number six, the final step here is to find the torque groups to a scan list. Now, again, we'll talk about scan lists in the object-oriented world in a future podcast. So how did I do here? Let me know. You can leave me a comment by going to scannerschool.com slash session 132. Also, don't forget, you can join us on our weekly ZelloNet each Tuesday evening here at 9 p.m. Eastern U.S. time. Now, again... Times may be different for where you are. We've got several check-ins from Australia and New Zealand, and it's Wednesday late morning or even, uh, yeah, late morning, I think is the time when uh, when the fellas down in uh, New Zealand and Australia check in. So again, leave me your feedback, scannerschool.com slash session 132. Scanner School's copyright 2020 in Monitor Long Island, Inc. My name is Phil Lichtenberger, and this is Scanner School, where we teach you everything to know about the scanner radio hobby. 
We'll catch you all next week when we answer your questions. If you have a question, you can ask me at scannerschool.com slash ask. 73, everyone.